Welcome to the Beer and Pretzel Podcast. My name is Austin. And this is Travis. And we are playing today Fight Bears, Cough Blood, Kill God. First of all, awesome title for a role-playing game. Is that not the dopest name ever? It is really good, except one of our last role-playing games we played with Brad and Becky, uh, Bigfoot Stole My Car, my friend's birthday present inside, was also a good name. I'm still saying this is better. Really? Yep. It is a re- it's a badass name. Mainly because it's not as long. That's true. And it's got everything you need to know. Kill, fight, and God, and bears. Yeah, that's true. That's it. With the other role-playing game that I'm not going to repeat. Still an awesome title, though. But this, badass. Anyway, we're a podcast that handles one-shot role-playing games. We don't handle mostly really long campaign games. We handle one-shot role-playing games that can be played mostly in one session or maybe two at most. And this time we're playing Fight Bears, Cough Blood, Kill God by Lucila Elizabeth Scarlet. And I'll put a link to find this game in the description of this podcast. In this uh, game, basically, Travis will be playing the Novus character. I'm going to be playing the Master Fallen many different kinds of movies or uh, TV show inspirations like The Karate Kid or Dragon Ball and other animes. Not that The Karate Kid is an anime, but still. There's going to be a novice character that's getting trained by a master. The master's training the novice to eventually take on a greater enemy. You know what a movie I just thought of is a great example of what this is? It's Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier when you texted me. Oh, did I? Yeah, I think that's the perfect example of what this game basically is. It is, except for that's got all the helper animal uh, furry things. Oh, yeah, his sidekicks. Yeah, those people. Uh, so this doesn't have that. This is everything Kung Fu Panda besides them. Yeah, I guess it's more close to the Karate Kid. I haven't seen Dragon Ball, but I know Goku and that. His whole thing is train harder to just become stronger. Talk about the live action movie. Uh, no, the show. I oh, okay. I know there is a movie. He's like some white guy in like high school. Have you seen a movie? I have. Good movie? No. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I've heard it's trash. Yeah. I did see the one scene in the movie where he's like he's like uh breakdancing on his head like he's skateboarding back and forth on top of a car. It, this looks it, so bad it's funny. It's very very rough and it was so bad it was funny. And still made me angry. Sounds kind of cringy. Yeah. But in this game, hopefully it's not going to be cringy. We're going to be playing a very cool setting. I guess let's get into the characters and now we'll further establish the setting. So Travis, you're going to be playing the Novus character again, trained by my master. And then together, the end, we're going to be teaming up to fight the main enemy, which we're going to talk about. So let's first get into these three major characters the setting, and then we'll get to playing the game. In this podcast, this is the first time we've played this game before, and if you enjoy us listening to it, maybe you'll want to play as well. And hopefully this podcast will uh, entertain you, but also will inform you of how to play this game or have a better understanding of how to play this game if you choose to do so. So Travis, talk to us about your character. No, no, no. What is our setting? Where, where do we live? What- sure. What's our time period? So the time period in this, and in this game it kind of leads you up to interpretation of how you want to run it. In this, I ran it off a loose idea of a movie 
I had in my head. In this, this takes place during the final uh, years or final uh, uh, final decades of the Ice Age. We're playing uh, kind of like cavemen, but they're not like um, what was Ung, the last caveman role playing game we played. They're not stupid, comically uh, over a top uh, stupid cavemen. Obviously, very primitive. Uh, in Interfalls, pretty much, they use uh, sticks. They just discovered fire, maybe. Uh, but they do have a colony. We have a tribe. And we're living out here at the end of the Ice Age. And I guess that is our setting. And I am going to be the chief, and you are the previous chief's son. And uh, I guess let's go into the characters. That is the major setting end of the ice age and we are i'm not sure if in real life if humans exist in the same time period as not the dinosaurs but the creatures at the end of the ice age the saber tooth tigers and the woolly mammoths and stuff i believe they did if not doesn't matter there's a role-playing game fuck you possibly they did but it was for a very short period of time if they did i could have sworn i've seen like pictures online of like people doing art of like cavemen like colonies like hunting woolly mammoths with their spears but i don't know i'm not a scientist do you want to talk about your character first? Sure. I'll start off. My name is Katan. I am your pretty average 18 to 20 year old. Uh, well, by, by the time we get there, in this, we're going to be doing a montage from you very early on until you get to uh, your later teens and maybe 20s. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were starting off at six years old. I forgot about that. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, your average six-year-old. <laughs> you know, really badass can, like, hit things and stuff. I don't know what six-year-olds do at in the in the ice age, yeah. Hit things with clubs. Yeah, collect water from the stream, you know. So this game has a whole page. It's a, it's a short RPG. It's five pages long, uh, one being the title page. But in this page, packed of information. Uh, we know your name. What is the enemy's minions and what did I the master do to save you from and what happened so what is and this is kind of your defining goal of your character what is the reason why you train uh so it is to get revenge for my father yeah your father the previous chief of yes. this tribe yes your brother the previous chief uh he died in battle against this evil villain that we will go into a bit more detail later and my goal is to avenge him, and I have to kill two things to achieve that goal. Yeah, and we'll begin to that once we get to the enemy section. Alright, Travis, question number three. Uh, what do you most respect about the master, which is my character? Uh, what I most respect is your knowledge, your, your mm -hmm. scientific ability, and your, your medicine. In what ways does the master intimidate you without meaning to? Uh, his magic. When he can create stuff from nothing. Like when he can create a fire from a stick and a piece of dry wood. Yeah, magic for you. For him, just newly found science. How do you act around people other than the master? Uh, I'm not the most charismatic. I wasn't the same... I'm not the same chieftain that my father was, so... I'm not very talkative with other people. Yeah. Not that we talk much anyway, I don't think. I don't know what people talk about in the... In the Ice Age? What how things cold are it in is? club? Yeah. What things are in club? How cold it is? Who is waiting for you back home for once you leave to go on this training journey? 
Uh, my family, primarily mother and sister, you know. Yeah. They're, they saw me. They, they of course, know what happened to Dad. And they're, they're waiting for me to come back and hopefully get my revenge. I am the master. My character's name, Wind River. How old am I? Uh, I think this character would be in his uh, later 30s. I am the brother to your father, the previous chief. When your father was killed by an enemy, which is called Red Snow Falls, basically we have a large tribe of uh, cavemen or Neanderthals, uh, primitive people, whatever you call them. And we got in a battle with this enemy's small but violent tribe who's jealous of uh, your father, my brother's uh, charismatic success of creating a happy village. He attacked with his woolly mammoth, uh, Red Snowfalls, killed your father by he was trying to kill this giant albino woolly mammoth with the enemy, your sworn enemy on top, but he was killed under the mighty foot of the mammoth. I took over the role as the village chief, but I am not the charismatic, battle-hardened uh, chief that your father was. I am the brains, kind of. I am the creative one, the medicine person, the town doctor, basically. And I do a fine enough job as a town leader, but I know in my heart that I need to train you to not only avenge your father, but to take over one day as a chief, because I know you're a better fighter, and one day you will be inspired enough to take over as this village's uh, chief. What sort of skills do I have, and who taught them to me? Uh, so what battle uh, strategy I do know came from your father. Besides that, like I said, I'm uh, skilled with metal medicine and uh, basic science and what people perceive to be magic. And uh, what was the last battle like, and what did it do to drive me into solitude? That was when my brother, your father, was killed under the mighty foot of the mammoth, led by Red Snowfalls. When he came to fight us, and then he basically fled with a small battalion of uh, people. And that basically kind of set me off, and I'm a very, not exactly strong, but strong and silent type leader and trying to do what I can for the village but this is in my position and over the many years until we eventually go find him I will train you to be the best leader you will eventually be. What gives you most faith that the Novus will succeed? Your burning passion for revenge. In what ways do you care for and nurture the Novus? Uh, by training you whenever I can and you are family to me so of course I care for you. And what do you fear most from the coming battles. Of course, I fear that not only will I have seen your father get stomped, but I fear that you will also lose to Red Snowfalls. Enemy. What is the enemy's name and pronouns? Uh, Red Snowfalls, but he also rides a giant albino woolly mammoth. What form does he take? Uh, he's a basic uh, like caveman. He wears, like we all do, like uh, reindeer or elk, uh, like what would it be like? Leather. Yeah, like leather. Not necessarily armor, but like fur. Or sorry, hide. Yeah, yeah hide. Hide. Uh, hide clothing. And uh, what form does he take? How does he hide from their true nature? He hides on top of his woolly mammoth. What sorts of powers does he have? He controls a giant uh, albino woolly mammoth. That's pretty dope by itself. He doesn't also need powers. Also pretty good with animals in general. Just in general. Animals like him, apparently. Uh, does he have any known weaknesses? I think we decided that 
if you take him away from the Woolly Mammoth, he's not as strong combat as you would think. He's not a particularly strong person individually, but yeah. he's got his troops that are relatively strong and his his animals that can protect him. Uh, what's his goals and who stands in his way? His goals is to expand his uh, clan to have a very dominant force over the region, uh, but he's not been able to find enough people to join him. As this is in this time period, obviously there's not a lot of people out there. What has the Master Novas brought themselves together to train to fight him? Well, obviously your father being killed. What does the enemy have a grudge against the Master or Novas? He has a grudge maybe against you just because you're the son of the father that he killed just because he hated him so much about his charismatic leadership table to just, without having to force people to join him, people just flock to him and join the tribe. Also, you're the new chieftain and his brother, so they might he might not dislike you as much as me. That is very true. And in this game, I don't think this is a super long role-playing game, but it's kind of interesting that we're not playing it over just general discussions of what we want to do and how it's a for most of the game we're going to be doing basically a training montage of how you become stronger and once you become as strong as you do we will go fight the enemy in this we use d6s as your main role in one to three are failures four or five is partial success and a six is a main success i will use cards to determine what kind of training we'll be doing and Every time we do a roll, it's over a different day of training, and we'll discuss what that training is and how you do so. Um, so I guess let's start off when your character is very young, sex, let's say, and uh, set in the training regimen. I will draw one to three cards to decide on the day's training program based on what I draw. So I drew a king of spades, so that will be ruins. I take your character out to the ruins. Uh, outside the camp, this is where the old uh, fort was before it was burned to the ground. And uh, we were forced to flee to our new area. This is where I tell you about the fight that happened with your father and how he was killed. At this point, your character has never like, even handled a spear before. At this point, all we're going to be doing is your character at only the age of six years old I give you a small spear and we're just going to go out and train of throwing it and stabbing things and at the end of the day I'm going to have you throw and try to kill like some kind of peasant bird and it'll be the first time that your character at such a young age has killed anything I have five dice you have only one but with every success you'll begin a new dice and become more powerful over time until we can fight the bad guy with that one dice, you can roll it and let us know what you got. Right. And then we'll discuss about how you did so. Four. Okay, partial success, Travis. That's good. So you add one more dice to your dice pool as you have succeeded, but at a cost. Um, so partial success, there's unexpected hindrance to the novice's training. Require the master to step in and help. Discuss what happened and add one dice to your dice pool. Um, then you'll select a flaw and the master will select a confession. So Travis, you can begin a lot of chances to pick flaws. So let me go over what they are and for the audience. So these are different things you get to choose from. Flaws. You train independently and you overdo it. You add one more dice to your novice pool. Uh, you lament your helplessness and you seek reassurance. 
you basically say, I'm kind of helpless and you need me to kind of step in and help you. You lash out against me for my unfair treatment of you. You remember why you are here. Find comfort in a keepsake or a memory. In this case, probably your father. Uh, we've drawn to solve doubt, and this is the one where you actually remove one dice from your pool by just going into a withdrawal. We'll go with an icy comfort, because this is very emotional for me, being where my dad was killed off and where our, head, our village had to flee. Oh, true. And I'm in the middle of my new training regimen. It's, it's a bit much to take in, so I'll go with that one. These are my confessions that I'll be choosing throughout the game. I can reveal a secret from my past, explain why I believe in you, I can tell a story about a previous pupil or my own teacher, reveal one of my own scars, explain what I taught you, hint that time is running out. So in this case, Travis, I think I'm going to be picking, I'm going to be telling a story about my own teacher. I'm going to be talking about my brother, your father, who he is, or he was, a couple years older than me. I'm going to say six years older. He trained me here when this village uh, was prospering. And he trained me how to fight things. And even though I was much older than you when I picked up a spear the first time, like you, I also hindered and I struggled with killing someone for the first time. And this is where I really connect to you. So Travis, what do you think happened over this day? So... A uh, whole lot of crying and blubbering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did learn how to throw a spear, so you know, problems. And it sounds like since you did succeed... You vote at a cost, probably, I, I guess, at the memory of your father being here. You did kill something based on my teaching. I did force you to kill for the first time. How was that? Uh, I mean, it was, it was a pheasant, so, you know, no big deal. But it's still a bit heartbreaking. You know, they're, they're keepers. Yeah, especially at six years old. Yeah, but, I mean, like, this, this isn't the time period we live in, Austin. Yeah, of course. Like, six-year-old, I've probably killed at least, like, a half dozen birds. How does the relationship between the two of us change? Do we gain or lose respect for one another? Uh, do either of us sustain injuries? And how does this affect the training plan? Um, this game normally takes place over probably a couple of days, while this, we're going to be doing this as, like, a really long montage over many years, as eventually you become a young adult to fight the bad guy. I don't think you gain any injuries or anything. Probably the only thing that changes is that maybe, maybe especially at a young age, you find it tough to kill something and maybe you resent me a little bit for that, at least in the beginning. I'm not sure. What do you think? Like, if anything, you might respect me less? I don't know. Really? Because, you know, you just watch me break down and yeah. you're thinking I'm supposed to be this, like, battle-hardened kid. Yeah. I was thinking maybe I show more respect towards you because you shared your weakness with me, I guess? No, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think we should go with that. Maybe I watched too much anime. This could be an issue. No, that's fine. This uh, game is very much based off a lot of popular tropes in anime, so that works perfectly fine with me and for this game. Okay, so that was our first day of training. The first time you learned how to kill. Okay, so we're going to skip ahead. I think we're going to skip ahead to when you are 10 years old. At this point, obviously, I'm still the chief. I'm still training you and the uppers. We've been moving around the lands a little bit, basically following whatever animal we can find to hunt. Maybe the mammoths or other, like woolly rhinoceroses. Probably woolly rhinoceroses would be more safe to follow and hunt. 
but we're pretty much like no bads. We just travel with them and we hunt them whenever we can and we just kill one and we eat that creature for many nights. At this point, when you're 10, I'm going to be taking a draw of the card to see where this is going to be taking place if I want to go from there. And at this point, now you have two cards, or at least two dice, I mean, in your deck. Deck, what am I talking about? In your hand. Okay, uh, six of clubs. Okay, so that is a dangerous location by the mountains. We begin our journey. Okay, so at this point, we're not sure if we're going to have to come back to get reinforcements or not, but you maybe because you're a 10 years, a uh, 10 year old boy, kind of stubborn, maybe is it you or me that pushes the other to go out to try find this villain? Uh, I'm 10 years old, so I'm pretty cocky. I yeah. just don't know if I'm that cocky. We'll go with you. You're going to push us into trying to at least cover distance because, of course, we don't know how far away he's gotten the this big bad guy in these past was it thir uh, seven years? Yeah. Or not six. Sorry, four years. Uh, my math is way off. Anyway, so four years. We don't know how far he's gone. He's riding a mammoth. He's got a very small group, pretty nimble, pretty agile. Yeah. Cover some distance if they wanted. And, yeah, you push us to be like, okay, this is where we make, make our way towards our new enemy and try to track him down. I think where I bring you, not only for us to travel, but also as a training exercise is I take you to the mountains. He escaped, like you said, his group is small and nimble by escaping through this large mountain range. I take you up there and I kind of force you to scale the cliff sides to kind of show you as a cocky young guy where we lived in the valley before is nothing to going up towards the mountains. And I don't think I force you to the top. I don't want you to actually fall off and die. But I definitely put you in a tough spot where you're having to scale the mountain and with the sharp winds and uh, high heights, it is a scary thing. Um, so I guess at this point, Travis, you can roll for your training montage. Now at this point, your dice pool is at two. And then in this game, you choose the highest result and relay it to me. They're both fives, so it doesn't matter. Okay, so partial success once again. Uh, unexpected hindrance, but you do add another dice to your pool. So at 10 years old, you do scale this uh, mountain that I force you to, to test your endurance against the weather and the environment. Uh, flaws, train independently and you overdo it. Uh, you lament your helplessness and you seek reassurance from me. You lash out against me. Remember why you are here, find comfort in a keepsake or memory or withdraw into self-doubt and remove one dice from your pool. I think for now we're going to go with, uh, what was the third option again? Uh, the third option is lash out against the master for how the unfair treatment. Yeah, this is pretty brutal trying to make a <laughs> small 10-year-old kid climb up at him. Yeah. I'm going to lash out at you. Yeah. I'm going to lose a little bit of respect for you here. Oh, damn, yeah. Confession for me, why do I believe in the novice is what I'm going to pick. I believe in you just because even though you are 10 and you do lash out to me because you are uh, you're immature of course you're 10 years old not even hit puberty yet I respect your fierce commitment to trying to scale this mountain 
uh, to try to find this guy. I know he's not anywhere close nearby, and it's going to be many months or maybe years to eventually find him. But just off the idea alone that you will scale this mountain and try to get to him, I know that one day you will kill him and you will become a great leader. And, okay. Uh, what things happened in the aftermath of part three of what happens? I think it would be fair, like we said, you maybe lose a little bit of respect for me because you hate how I push you to do that. I respect you more, but maybe you gain some kind of injury by doing this too. Maybe you do fall and like uh, twist your ankle or something. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Of course, right. in this time period, that's life-threatening, but still. Life-threatened, but luckily, my character is smart enough to find some kind of modern medicine. Evo is pretty shitty medicine. It's better than what most tribes would have mm. to heal you over the next maybe quarter year or something. A long time for you, but for most people, that would be pretty much a life-threatened. They would basically have to cut off your leg, or you would basically die due to starvation, not be able to hunt for yourself. We're going to cut ahead. At this point, uh, as you are with three dice, I'm going to say, let's jump ahead to when you are 13? 13 years old. You just turned into a teenager for the first time. And this training montage will happen on your 13th birthday. One of the few times where you're not forced to uh, train or uh, being looked up upon by the other kids uh, this time I you think you would have a day to relax and do something fun maybe some kind of girlfriend waiting for you back home in the tribe but I pull you aside and I force you to do something we've been gone from the tribe since I'm 10 I doubt it but maybe it's, it's a possibility the element is water and it looks like caves with the setting of the training regimen, I'm given three different things. Element, environment, category. And by drawing cards, I'm able to give in, I'm given a very loose description of where this training part will take place. Uh, we're still out looking for this guy. Probably at this point, been uh, three years later, we've crossed him out at this point very barely. If we did find some kind of cave we can shelter in before we get to the very bottom of this mountain because it's huge and it took us forever to try to climb it. We obviously don't have good technology or mounts to get us across. We found a cave and in there is a very cold, icy water lake inside the cave. What do I do for your training montage? Um, I think that I surprise you because this enemy is not going to show you any mercy. In fact, he's probably not going to fight you face to face. He might attack you with a sneak attack. When you're not expecting it, I take my spear and I trip you with it and try to force you into water. And I kind of go a little bit too hard and I try to force you underwater to freeze you or to kill you. To try to force you to try to fight back against me. Fight back against one of your only uh, flesh and blood. So I think that's what this montage is going to be about. Uh, so Travis, uh, take your role, and then we'll discuss how you succeeded or failed. Alright. What did we get? Ooh, two ones and a six. Oh, okay, so you did get a six. With a six, it is a success. The Novus describes how they successfully completed their training. They ended the day physically exhausted but mentally booster. Add one more dice to your novice dice pool. The master praises uh, their work and selects a confession. 
So Travis, you can start to describe how you completed your training, and uh, yeah, describe how you did. I mean, uh, we've been together, well, at least on this journey now for about three years, and nothing you do surprises me anymore. Um, yeah. So your sneak attack, albeit it was a good sneak attack <laughs> for a 13-year-old kid, but I thwarted it because, you know, I'm, I'm slightly more badass than I was three years ago. Uh, so are you able to get out of this because you were prepared? Are you stronger than me at this point? Maybe I'm definitely not stronger, yeah. but... I will say your tactics, your military tactics, what little there are, <laughs> I have learned and I've kind of come to expect this by now so I can anticipate your movements almost. Do you think that this knowledge that you have would also work for other people, the enemies in this case? Have your tactics have gone to the point that they're better than mine and they're I'll getting close to your power? On par with okay. yours. Okay. They're not better than yours and I'm, I'm definitely not physically stronger. I'm a 13-year-old kid. Albeit a few years from now, I'll whoop your ass. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'll say I'm on par intelligent. Well, not intelligence-wise, but on par... With fighting combat, like, yeah. tactics. Yeah, tactics-wise is you. Yeah, that makes sense. I describe why I'm proud of you. Well, at this point, even though you are only 13, I see where your intelligence lies... Not necessarily building things or making things or creating anything, but you are swift. You're very smart. You know what's going on. If you're going to get ambushed, you're going to know how to recover very quickly from it. And most likely, you're not going to get ambushed at all. You are very bright and aware of your surroundings. And I think for that, you will be a good hunter in the future and aid in your clan to go hunt the mighty mammoths. Okay. And uh, how does the day end? Probably a little bit awkward. Maybe you threw me in the water instead. Ooh, yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, you kind of do like a like a WWE flip and you toss me in it yeah. instead. I use your weight advantage against you. Yeah. I think, though, that even though I'm going to be freezing at the end of the day, even with the fire that I create in this cave, I think that I'm going to have really mad respect for you and I'm very happy with how everything's going at this point. The last couple of years we've just been traveling but at this point I really tried to I really did try to put almost 100% into trying to put you in a situation where you could drown if I go all the way with it but you were able to thwart it very fairly easily so um, I think I'm proud of you. Uh, I've gained more respect for you over these past few years and this has shown that even though I've still got a ways to go, or a little ways to go, I, I've, I love your teachings and the information you provide. Yeah. So I, I also have vague amount of more respect for you as well. Oh, thank you. Now we're into, I think at this point, what dice? What is your dice pool at this point? Uh, four to two. Okay. So with four, I'm gonna say you are. I'm going to say you're 16. We jump ahead three years. We're out of the mountains at this point, and we're into the valley on the other side. At this point, Travis, it is a whole new world. We are used to the frozen tundra, the frozen mountains. Once we get into this new valley, yes, it's cold at first, like what we're used to, 
by the end of your years, once you become 16 years old, and I'm probably pushing or early 40s, I think this is the end of the Ice Age. We're starting to see things melt. We're starting to see, like, grass. And this is, like, a game changer for us. This world is changing around us. I think it's, like, a whole new world. But we've yet to find this man because he's out there. We've maybe gone through, like, other tribes' previous camps where they were just butchered and what people want to... Uh, surrender were turned into mercenaries or just hostages, slaves, warriors for his clan. We're starting to see evidence of where he's been. We can't find him because it's a small group and they know how to survive. They're like cockroaches, I think. At this point, you're 16 years old. We're starting to see the snow slowly melt. It's a whole new world. We're kind of in an almost forest setting, which we've never seen anything like that before. We're used to very bare tundras. At this point, I'm going to draw three cards, and that's going to determine our location. Uh, the first theme of a spade is air. Then uh, diamonds, that's going to be uh, forest. Okay, that makes sense for this situation. And spades, again, mental or spiritual strain so ooh, at this point what is it um you know what travis at this point i'm gonna create a concoction a hallucinogenic drug in some kind of soup or liquid form that i give you and i basically put you on a very spiritual journey where you see the ghosts of your forefathers your father speaking to you. You're trying and to get me high, aren't you? I do get you high, but it's not a pleasant high. It's very much you're dripped in acid and you're having an acid nightmare as you see uh, the forefathers, people who have been around long before you, around you, you looking up to them. Maybe they take forms of different animals. Uh, maybe your father was that of like the wolf. But you are encountered by the albino woolly mammoth. In this case, he's like huge. It's like Godzilla size, pretty much. It is pure nightmare fueled. And even though your character's sleeping, this is going to be a training montage of how your character's mind, not your body in this case, your mind is going to get through this. So we're going to go through this and we're going to see what's going to happen. So far, you've had pretty good luck while a lot of partial successes. You haven't had any failures so far, which is good. That is true. You've gone stronger over time, and you've had few failures. And uh, my character believes you are the right one to combat this enemy. Uh, you said highest result, right? Highest result, yes. Because we got, like, three fours and a six. A six? Bam, look at that. That is a six. A uh, major success. Six is the success. Describe how you successfully complete the training... You end the day physically exhausted. I think in this case it would be mentally exhausted. But you add one more dice to your dice pool. And I will praise your work and add a confession, which I'm going to look for in a second. So how do you get through this, Travis? I, I face my fears, you know? I, I see that big woolly mammoth, and even though I know I can't win against him, he's too large, he's too... Yeah, he's like mountain size pretty much, too. Yeah. I don't come at him, but I, I stare him down. I face him head on. 
because at the end of the day, I know that my fight is mine to win. How do you get out of this nightmare scenario? Do you, in the nightmare, kill the mammoth and you wake up, or how does this work? Unfortunately, I can't kill it. It's, it's a bit too big to kill, but I throw everything my heart desires at it. Every attack I can think of, any strategy you've learned over the years. Strategy, I get to the point I'll throw medicine at it just to try to knock it even, well, I don't want to call them hit points, but a few life points down. I want to try to beat it no matter what. No matter how big it is, no matter how much I fear it. Yeah. I want to beat it. And I just throw everything I had until I eventually wake up. When I see you wake up, I don't see you wake up in a cold panic of having this like acid nightmare. You wake up a little freaked out, but I know just from the expression on your face that you did whatever you can to combat whatever fear you saw. I don't know what you saw, but I know there was something haunting you in that. But I know in your dream, just like in real life where you throw anything you have at it. And whatever problem you have, you put your tactical knowledge and your physical prowess to the ultimate test. In your dream, your subconscious is able to fight back against whatever it is. And I know you won, or at least put up a good fight against whatever you saw. So I am proud of whatever happened. And aftermath, what happens during the night, next morning? How does our uh, how does our relationship change? Or do you gain and lose respect for one another? Do you lose respect for me for drugging you? Or do you think this was just a, like a weird dream? Nah, I'm a little ticked off. That's fair. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a dick move to do that. Albeit, I understand why. Like now, looking back on it, it was like years in the future. I understand it was a good thing, but yeah, at the time, I, I'm very ticked off. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. Add one more dice, Travis, and you're almost at the end. We're gonna jump ahead many years to the point. Uh, I'll let you choose when we get to the final point of our journey. Are you 18? I was picturing early 20s, but it can be really whatever you want. I've been picking yeah. everything at this point. What I mean, age do you want to end on? All right, so this is the, the year of the end of the cavemen, and what was their, their lifespan was probably, what, 40 years max? <laughs> probably, actually. Yeah, so we'll go 18 because that's, like, prime. Yeah, that is your prime, or most cavemen's prime. Yeah, 18 to 19. Okay, and at this point, we're getting very close. We're seeing... We're actually finding the footsteps of the albino woolly mammoth. We know it's him because there's no other woolly mammoths uh, footprints around. So it's not a because usually woolly mammoths travel together. There's only small footprints of other tribe members. This must be the one, uh, the king of the bandits, the one who killed your father. And at this point, I have gone to the point, like you said, at this point, we really have a lifespan of like 40 years or so. Health is shit at this point and anything's out to kill you. And there's, even though I have medicine, we can really die by like a hard fever or whatnot. There's not much to keep us from dying yeah. due to whatever elements of nature or whatnot. So at this point, before we find the main enemy of uh, Red Snowfalls, I'm going to draw one more time. And this is going to be a theme of air. I don't really know how to incorporate air in it. I kind of skipped that last time. Uh, hearts. That's going to be the ocean. That's cool. 
and uh, physical restraints. Ooh, I, I'm not really sure what's going to go on with that. I don't like this foreplay. This sounds very... We find the ocean. I think that's, for both of us, an incredible thing for us to witness. Never seen anything like that, because any water, for the most part, was frozen, and we had to cut it open to get anything of water. But this is like the actual ocean. Which we now find out we can't drink all that well, because it's salty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We find this, we start to drink from it, and we're like, ugh, that sucks. That's not as nice as we imagined. Still beautiful, though. Uh, physical restraints. Maybe there is some kind of... Because uh, back then, at that point, like everything was huge. So maybe there's some kind of water creature. Maybe it's an alligator. Maybe, let's say it's an alligator, which we've never seen before. At that time period, they're like gigantic crocodiles. Maybe when you're getting in the water and you're wading for the first time in the water, because you never felt... relatively warm water on your toes maybe it comes up and grabs your leg and starts to drag you under so that's gonna be our physical restraint of you getting dragged under by something that's larger than you this is gonna be the next test to killing the albino woolly mammoth is something that is stronger than you and you have to put everything you have into fighting it sounds like some reaction time here does sound like it all right i think i gotta roll yep Damn. Give me a rough fight. Not amazing. Uh, highest we got was a five. Okay. So, partial success. Unexpected hindrance to your training. And I had to step in to help. Maybe you're pulled over under and you stab the shit out of it with your spear. But, like any other crocodile, it's like doing like the rolling thing to try to like submerge you and drown you. But I come in at the last second evo at this point... Probably when we do like training exercises. At this point, when you're 18, you're beating me like almost every time. But at this point, I have to come in and kill it to save you. So you learn some things that even though you're stronger than me, you still need people around you to help you. Yeah. Also, I think we both learned some things like what a crocodile is and not to touch it. Yeah, and not to go anywhere near that thing. Big bitey thing with scales. Don't go anywhere near it. Nah. Because I guess if we saw that, we wouldn't know what it is. Exactly. Maybe it would look peaceful or something that we could easily kill and hunt and eat. Then we find out no. Uh, Travis, select a flaw that you've not picked yet. So I'm going to list off the ones. Train independently and you overdo it. Uh, You lament your helplessness and you seek reassurance from me. And I think the last one you haven't picked is withdraw in the self-doubt, but you would remove one dice from your dice pool. Yeah, uh, I'll go with that one. Sure. Solely because I've I've found my my weakness where I've seen I can't fight a crocodile head on. Yeah. Mainly, it's a water creature, which isn't helpful. But I've I've found out that there are creatures out there that even as strong as I've become, I can't fight. Yeah. So take back the dice you just gained. Yep. Um, and you go into self doubt. Probably the self doubt is like you said is that. There's things out there that can kill you. Maybe at this point, by the time you're 18, you think that you are the strongest fighter around. But this thing would have killed you if I wasn't there. So uh, that's kind of something that's hard for you to take in. And we're going to cut ahead one more time. Uh, 
how far ahead do we jump? Maybe it's only a couple months. Maybe you're still 18 at this point once we do probably our final test. Or maybe an extra couple years. What do you think? I'll say at the very least a year. A year. Okay. So maybe you're borderline on 20 years old. Yeah. So you're still in your prime, but you're 20 years old and probably you're very fed up and you just want to find this fucker and put him into the ground. If it just returned back to your tribe that we've missed for so long. Maybe at points we've tried to find them and we've went back to them on short time periods, but then we will return back to the hunt. We probably haven't been totally gone for this whole time, I would imagine. But I, mean, I could be wrong. What do you think? It'd be kind of hard to backtrack. In, yeah. in this time period, like, you're tracking a set of footprints. If you go for, like, a few weeks back home and come back, those footprints are going to be there, so... That's true. We're pretty much on the hunt until where this is done. I feel like the only way we'd be able to go back to them is if they're also, like, behind us. If the, if, if the tribe is following. Yeah. Then maybe we would hang back for a day or two, let them catch up, be with them for a little bit, catch a breather, then hit the trail hard. Because maybe because there is only two of us, maybe we do move faster than even uh, Red Snow Trails or Red Snowfalls, uh, small battalion of troops. Yeah. But as a big group, we couldn't. Yeah. So by the time you're 19, Travis... Let me flip these cards over, and we're going to determine the training regimen for the day. Uh, so fire, then uh, diamond, what is that? Uh, grass, fire, grass, okay. And then spades, uh, mental strain again. So fire, fire, fire. So we've come to the grasslands, which for us is totally weird things seeing hills and grass at this point we've actually seen green grass not just brown grass grow underneath snow which has been our whole life but grassy hills and going that way and following the large footprints of the mammoth uh fire maybe there is a not forest fire but it would be a, i guess a grasslands fire and we're having to get through that and maybe the mental strain of it is that Maybe in the fire, you keep seeing the laughing face of who you can only imagine because you've never really seen his face since you were a very, very young boy. Maybe you keep seeing uh, red snow uh, falls in the fire, laughing and lashing out at you as we're trying to dash through the fire to escape it, get through the grasslands and continue our journey to find him. That's an idea I had. Sure. It seems a bit complicated, but yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say mental strain of actually trying to keep yourself alive in the middle of a field on fire. But yes, I like your idea. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just kind of picturing, like, at this point, like, this is the only thing you're picturing in your head. So, like, this guy is No, no, no. The thing I'm picturing head. in my head is the big field on fire in front of me. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. But no, I like your idea. Your idea is great. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, roll and we'll go from there. You're dealing with trying to survive the fire. But you're just being haunted by the figure, too. Who you've been pursuing for many years. And if people are wondering how this story came to be, this is kind of a, a loose storyline of a movie I was uh, kind of outlining in my head while also on paper. So don't steal this idea for anything. Go, Travis. Where you sure, get? you didn't steal this from anybody, did you? 
Uh, no, so I didn't take loose inspirations from Brother Bear and other movies and shows. Primal. Oh, uh, yeah, I actually really didn't, but I do need to get in Primal, and it probably would add to this story more. Guaranteed. Mm. Alright, uh, two sixes. I don't know which one I should choose, so we'll just go with one of them. Six. Sure, okay. So, describe to us how you beat this. Well, I've... I, I see his face in the fire, and the fire is scary. Don't get me wrong, fire is scary, but I'm just not afraid anymore. I'm at the point I'm ready to face him head on, no matter what. Good. No matter what obstacles I may encounter. That's awesome. And you, I noticed for the first time, you really take control. I think maybe this is the point where we stayed back to be with the tribe, and you led the group through the fire to the outskirts, away from the fire, to safety. No one died in the fire, and cavemen, like we said, they die fairly easily, but you're able to lead us through by being calm, confident, keeping a level head. And I think, because that, my character looks at you and goes, wow, I see a lot of his father in him right now, and I know you can take on the enemy. Speak of which, we have gone to the final test. If the novice fails the final test, which you do not, I choose one of the following options. Next time on the Beer and Pretzel Podcast. And like how a mountain climber would take its like little pickaxe and like plunge into the side of a mountain. I do that with a mammoth except use my spear. So I'm just climbing up it, just piercing it and piercing it. And I reach down, I put my hand out, we clasp arms, and I pull you up to start. Thank you.